So, Samuel. Yes. It is late in the evening. You roll up to the office. You see the office lights are aglow. And you make your way up there. I'm kind of knocking the dust off and the dirt off my clothes and rearranging the backpack that I have on and adjusting the camera so that it's actually fits right and didn't get crumpled in the in the seat in the way over looking up wondering why all the lights are on so late at night oh, i wonder what they're up to what's going on god i've been gone for too long i need a shower open the door and walk in the building and start heading up to what i know is our offices as you approach the door that's clearly demarked derp You do hear some clanging of metal against metal. And as you open the door. So you see Finn. He has probably about five pistols and one arm. Standing at Samuel's desk. Opening up a drawer and just starts putting the pistols into the drawer. He then goes to another drawer and just puts another two in there. And then finally opens a third drawer to put the last pistol in there and then closes them as you are watching um finn dude what are you why are you what's with all the pistols oh you're you're back um um, bruno and cookie are trying to kill themselves so we're trying to hide all the weapons so you put them wait a minute uh back Oh, it's too late for this. He drops his backpack on the floor and gently sets his camera over on a desk. Looking, what? Okay, start from the beginning. Why are we trying to kill each other? And why was hiding guns in my desk seems like a good hiding spot? Because I have a few minutes, or not even a few minutes. See, they're not trying to kill each other, trying to kill themselves. Um, They watched a really sad movie. Or something like that. And, um, so sad they, I'd, you know, the, the usual stuff, right? So you hide the weapons so they don't hurt themselves. And Finn goes into one of his pockets, grabs like a switchblade and opens up a drawer and just chucks it in there. No, Finn, you're, no, whenever you watch a sad anything, you don't try to kill yourself. Why would they try to kill themselves? You know, the the cultist mythos nonsense. Oh, don't get me started on cultists. I've just spent entirely too long hunting them down. Okay, um, where are they? In the interrogation room. They watched a magic projector thingy. Or maybe the films. Maybe the film's magic. I don't know. But one of them are. It's playing with their minds. At least that's my theory. Have you tried water? You know what, we haven't. But there are a few people in an insane asylum who watched it too, so I think a quick splash isn't what the doctor ordered. Where is everybody else, since you're the only one here? They're in the interrogation room, all of them. Um, Philip is hugging Bruno as I left. You you left Philip and Bruno in the same room. With Cookie, as well. Oh my. 
We needed a distraction. Let's, uh, can you can you show me? Can you take me over there so we can go figure out what's going on? Sure. Yeah. Um. Just Finn leads the way to the interrogation room as says you open the door. The slight sound of sobbing can be heard. Bruno's big right hand just is like, Sam! Reaches out, grabs you by the shoulder, and pulls you in so that now his left arm has got Philip, and his right arm has got you. His face is damp, his eyes are red, and he's just... That hyperventilating up and down of his chest is just right against your face. So it was so sad. Bruno, 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 Bruno. Sam kind of reaches up and pats him on the shoulder. I, I need to breathe, Bruno. He just keeps pulling you in and it's like this super tight, wet, messy hug. I'll give a brief hug and a pat on the back. And then what do I need to roll to get out of this? Dodge to his grapple. They're still in it. I'm gonna start doing the whole wet rag doggle thing and flailing. Bruno! Bruno! It's, sit down. It's not okay. You, I, I can't breathe, Bruno. You're choking me. Meanwhile, Philip's been stuck in this hug a lot longer than you. He has. And at this point, the shoulders of his suit are just like soaked through with, or probably tears. Nobody is certain whether they're all Bruno's or Philip has thrown some in there as well. His dark glasses are a sconce on his face. From what you can see of his eyes, he's half bewildered and half terrified. He's unnaturally pale, even for him. And it looks like the whole I can't breathe thing has been going on for a few minutes, and there's some very real asphyxiation risk for Philip right now. I'm afraid we made a, a slight miscalculation. Miscalculation of what? The film! And he's going to try and point a hand towards a projector that is not running. Mentioning the film, I'm just going to turn big sweeping arm, which will release at least Philip as it's on his left and loosen the grip severely for Samuel and gesture with my open palm at the projector and the screen and that little setup. It was just so sad. And then look down at Cookie. Just in a fetal position on her side, on the floor, just sobbing and holding herself. And when I hear the film mentioned, you just hear like a big lurch as I just make like a giant moon. And just, it was so sad. Cookie and Bruno make constitution rules for me. I just need you to pass them. So, Cookie, as you are, are there, you start to have that inner voice console you and calm you down. And you start to come out of that deep depression that you were in. The grips of all that sadness are starting to release. Bruno, you are still feeling the effects. 
Well, I'm already flailing, and I'm in his hands. So I'm either going for the shins, the foot, or just whatever my hand hits above my shoulders. You're going to try to hit him? Or kick him? Yeah, I sure am. I turn, I look, and then it's just like, bleh. And then, not actually dodging or fighting back or anything. Okay, so then I have one other option here. I'm going to sit there and try to semi-reason with Bruno. Explain him, hey, it's it's just a movie. It It's okay. I need you to sit down, let go, and talk to me so that we can maybe work through what was so bad about this that it got you to tears. And I'm going to attempt to be using my charm in this case. To try to calm him. Yeah. He is going to try to soothe the savage beast, and meanwhile, as Philip has been released, he is going to scuttle out of the interrogation room like the weasel he is to start preparing tea for two particular people. And by prepare tea, I mean he is going to get his backup bottle of laudanum and spike the tea for these two. You hear the kettle being put on. Bruno, maybe it's because you haven't seen Samuel in a while, or maybe it's just the way he's talking to you, but Samuel is bringing you down. You're able to focus on his words. What does that look like, Bruno, coming down from the ledge? Left arm comes back around, and I hold him at arm's length with both hands on the shoulder, and we're like, I just kind of look straight into him, which is, me looking down a fair distance. You're right. And then I'll go over towards the chairs that we have, and I'll sit back down in the chairs that we were watching the movie in. And I begin to tell him about how sad the movie was and about the subject of the movie. Cookie, do you remember it as you start to gather yourself up off the floor? Bruno starts to kind of mumble his way through what the subject matter was. I wipe in my snot down along my sleeves and sitting up. And I remember it was a gray beach and there were lots of rocks in the water. And there was a happy, happy little girl. And then, then the man, when I saw the man, it, I was just so, oh, he, I think it's her father. I, I, I just don't know. He just made me so sad. Cookie, stay with me. It's just, it, I don't know why it hurts so bad, but it, it just, it gets inside of you and just makes you so depressed. Cookie, uh, cookie, it's, It'll be okay. We'll we'll figure this out. I don't know. Finn, were you watching the movie with them? Where'd Philip go? Uh no, I wasn't watching it. I um was watching them making sure, you know, keeping notes of everything they were doing so that we could see exactly what's happening. And Philip, I think he ran off to make tea. I think the kettle is starting to whistle. Uh, leave it to an Englishman. Tea fixes everything for them. Okay. Um, 
Bruno, you good? You 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 back to like square one? He sits back in the chair, takes a couple of deep, calming breaths, and just he doesn't answer, but he just gives you like that that little nod, like yeah. All right, hey hey Finn, could, could do you get some water for these two? I'll stay with them for a little bit, give you a break since you seem to have had a rough time of it. Sure thing. So Finn walks off to the kitchen and to get a couple glasses of water. And as you walk uh, towards the, the little kitchenette in the offices, you see Philip returning with tea on a tray, headed back to the interrogation room. Yes, there is a steaming pot of silver, and there are two full teacups, both of which look like they've been swirling with cream and done in the proper English manner. He's trembling a little bit as he carries this tray. It's been a long evening, and as he sees Finn enter the kitchen, he will smile, and it's one of those supercilious smiles. I I believe I've made tea. Uh, for those who would have affected, um, I think they should calm them right down. And then we may uh, compare our notes on um, on, on what, the, what has transpired with this film. Sounds like a plan. I'll get water in case they want water instead. I don't know. Sam just sent me up to get water. Well, I would assume that if they did not want water, they would want instead the the whiskey that uh, Bruno hides in his inner jacket pocket. Right. I don't really want that instead. Oh, well. Then heads over to the tap and gets water. Philip continues on into the interrogation room with a silver tea service. And uh, two steaming cups of tea prepared in the British fashion. Bruno, um, Miss Cookie, I have taken the liberty of making you some tea to calm your nerves after that uh, um, event, we shall say. Um, please do have a seat and uh, enjoy a, a nice cup of Earl Grey. Thank you. Oh, Philip, you didn't have to. Just shaky hand, reach out and gets it. No, no, I, I assure you, I did have to. I, after all, am the one who did volunteer you in a way to watch this film. I did not intend to see it affect you so deeply. Uh, now that you have seen it, I am fairly certain that that the damnable curator never even laid eyes upon the film. Well, it's very nice of you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It smells so good. Uh, Yes, yes. It is a uh, very uh, personalized recipe that Bertram and I uh, thought up on a a long trip into Cairo. Sam looks over and is like, okay, wait a minute. You need to start over and, like, tell me this thing from the beginning looking down at the tray and what no biscuits uh it's it's rather late for biscuits if you don't mind oh however i could go acquire some if you so desire and of course a service for you if you so desire let's let them sit down and drink 
sit down as well with me and fill me in here. What's happening? Yes, of course. And where did we get this projector from? What is this all about? Let us start then at the beginning, shall we? Good idea. Yes, I have many of them. If you would pray, give me a moment to actually voice them. I swear I'm back in Miskatonic University. Well, if you'd stop talking about yourself, you'd be good. He's got a point there. Not you too. Very well. We received a call from headquarters that we were to attend Miskatonic University's museum and retrieve a particular projector, which you see in front of you, which contains a film that is uh, so moving that the three people who have uh, viewed it before our stalwart compatriots here uh, were interred in the sanitarium for a time. And so after some cursory investigation, we have taken it into our custody and, uh, again, stalwart companions, Cookie, Bruno, they watched the movie while I and Finn watched them. And it so happens that we have not yet compared notes, but to make a very short story even shorter, it is so sad that one wishes to die. And as such, we have taken the liberty of hiding all of their weapons, and I have made them a rather excellent pot of tea. Questions? Have you looked at the movie in another projector? Is it the movie, or is it the projector that's causing problems? Do you have access to another film projector? Because I sure don't. Indeed, we must make do with resources that we do have. And unfortunately, we only have one projector. Now, if we had another film, we could see if it is the projector or if it is the film. But we do not have another film as well. Finn places one of the glasses down that he brought onto the table and then drinks from the other one, seeing that the other two seem to be drinking the tea. Um, Philip, how long does it take for that to take effect if they're sipping their tea? Perhaps 45 seconds to a minute and a half, they'll start to feel the effects, and all of their cares will wash away, as well as perhaps their consciousness if they finish the entire teacup in its perpetuity with haste. Bruno, do you add a little special splash into your tea? Uh, after I drink a little bit off, because I imagine being British, he fills it all the way to the top. Naturally. Okay, so you drink a little bit, and then you put a little bit of your uh, drink in there? Yeah. Okay. After minutes of you explaining the projector and, and these two sipping their tea, you'll see that those two begin to slump a bit in their uh, seats, and kind of that head nod, kind of just feeling very loose. What's the cuff made out of? That cup is uh, uh, sterling silver. Because it's about to get dropped on the floor. As Bruno drops that teacup, there'll be a hiss of indrawn breath from Philip as he sees the cup kind of dent and bounce. And then he'll hurriedly pick it up and start trying to buff the scratches out. While this happens, Cookie kind of one-eyes the whole scene and looks down at my own cup and just sets it down next to me. 
Ah, yes, I see you are about finished. I have every hope that once you have rested a while, you will see the world with new, fresh, uh, less depressing eyes. Good night, my dear. And he's going to take the other cup and then his tea service and scuttle with all haste back out into the kitchen. While a real slow, angry look crosses my face before I fall right asleep. Um, what, what did you put in that tea, sir? Essence of opium. I believe you Yanks call it laudanum. So you drugged them? Yes, yes, quite right. How long will that keep them out for? Oh, hmm. So it'll be bright as rain in the morning. So the through the night. Okay. So I'm getting bits and pieces of what you guys are trying to do or what you did and how you got this thing and has nobody thought to talk to Patterson about requisitioning another projector and or a movie? He would have those things. He would. Would he be available to authorize them? We have called him on another matter, and of course he is on duty doing something else evidently more important than these matters of life and death. I thought he was golfing. He was getting me... Then you have your answer. We cannot requisition this new projector or this film because he was getting you. And pray tell, where were you during this uh, whirlwind adventure to Arkham, Massachusetts? I was trying to figure out what was behind a string of murders. I uncovered something while I was on duty as my reporter, and I just... It was rather disturbing, and it led to a few things, and then I got orders to go and investigate some more. But we can talk about that later. We needed one problem at a time. Well, I believe I have solved the problem of two despondent companions by helping them nap for a time. Although I believe the next... Uh, priority, so to speak, is to ensure that they are both comfortable so that when they wake, they are not contorted into odd and potentially hilarious sleeping positions. I'm no longer at Oxford. That is no longer a pastime for a young man. Yeah, so it's going to take the three of us just to move Bruno. Yes, of course, which is why I believe we should start with uh, Miss Cookie. Well, why can't Bruno just sleep there? Well, then that means you have to move the movie projector. Right. I believe moving the movie projector would be far easier than moving Mr. Bruno. Here's part of my concern. You guys are saying that the movie projector is what caused this. The viewing of the film is what caused this. The projector, as you can see, is currently not functioning because it is off, and if I remove the plug from the wall as thus, and he unplugs the projector, I believe that the threat has then been neutralized. Oh, yeah. Sure, it's been neutralized. I walk over and I plug it back in. Wow. So easy to fix that problem. I wish I would have thought about that. Yes. My concern comes from, okay, 
something here happened. I don't know what. I wasn't here. But can you guarantee that these guys are going to be like out, clocked out, unconscious, asleep the entirety of the time? I've heard of people sleepwalking. I've heard of people sleep eating. I'm not going to put it past it, whatever this movie did to them, having a further effect on them. And you still need to fill me in on this curator person. Uh, the curator person is a charlatan. There's no more that you need to know. Where are they from? Where did they get the movie? How did they get into the position they're at? Are they the source of the movie? No, there's a lot that we still need to know. He could be a charlatan. But my job as a reporter is to ask questions. So I'm asking questions. I don't like that this guy just randomly gives us something. And now two of our people are in a state of delusion. Delusion. Well, I can tell you that it was not from him that the projector came into the possession of Miskatonic University. We were told, as I told you, by Agent Patterson to go retrieve this projector from the university as it had been discovered in their storerooms as they were changing over the exhibits to unveil the secrets of the ancient world to the populace at large. A very terrible idea, I might add, as they have the very Book of Alhazred sitting under glass in the main display hall. I digress. The previous curator went to Innsmouth, further up the coast, which is where he found this projector and the film in a dilapidated cinema. His notes suggest that it is a very terrible thing and one should not watch it, which is why he hid it away. And of course, as with all things, time unveils true horrors that only few should ever see, let alone comprehend. The curator is a charlatan by every name and every word, and as such, he is of no use informationally. However, I was able to retrieve the journals from the previous curator of the museum, and they are currently upon my desk that I was researching at the time, and as well as the drive back from Miskatonic University. What questions did I miss? Well, so far, that's a good chunk of them. Let's go read this journal and see what we can figure out. But I still feel more comfortable getting these guys into a bed instead of just on the floor here. If we keep the projector in here, we can at least lock the door to this, and we know that it's under lock and key in a room that we don't have to worry about. Yes, well, I believe we do have the cots in the closet for those very late nights that we have managed to uh, work through from time to time, so it would be child's play to just set them up, but it is the work of two burly men, that is not me, in order to move the sack of a man into one of those cots. And he'll scuttle off to go find the cots. Burly man could use your help with doing it, but I guess I'll just wait to tell you that whenever you get back with them cots, you dead gum Brit. They're the worst kind of people. I can't even get biscuits right. That's how you know he's not a true Brit, because any true Brit would say biscuits are always available. It does not matter what time it is. 
Yes, but he's not in the, the great motherland. He's in the Boston where they probably don't even have good biscuits. So while Philip is setting those cots up outside of the interrogation room, you two can easily move Cookie over. And then as you've stated, it'll take the three of you to move the sack of a man, Bruno, into the other cot. And you are going to then lock the room with the projector in it? That was my idea, yeah. Unless somebody else has a better idea. I mean, they they rode back with the projector in the back of the car. When it's not on, the projector has been fine. It doesn't emit any weird feeling or ill will. It's It's a projector. Very innocuous. But you may lock it up in the room. Do you guys work through the night or do you guys all decide to take a break and reconvene in the morning where all of you can discuss things? I can't speak for all of them, but I'm exhausted. That trip took a lot out of me, so I'm looking forward to catching, as they say, 40 winks. A a quick nap does sound uh, delightful. Yes, yes, well. All of you uh, scarper off to your homes or wherever you would like. I will be otherwise working with these journals until the very weest hours of the morning. If you're going to stay up and work and looking at the journals, can you give me a library use roll? And then we will flash forward to the next morning where I assume the two on the cots will wake to see a Philip kind of Asleep at his desk, face in a journal? Yes, absolutely. Suit rumpled and uh, wrinkled a bit, looking a little like he slept in it. As Finn and Samuel will walk in, do you bring some nice hot cup of joes or do you not? Do you just come in? I would definitely have a hot cup of coffee. Finn gets in, looks around, doesn't bring anything, just himself. You, um, you two all right? Looking to Bruno and Cookie. I think I got drugged last night. I'm torn. I'm pretty sure that was Philip's idea. We, uh, put you on the cot so you wouldn't, uh, Get too many bed sores from sleeping on a flower. That was Philip's idea, you say? The drug, yeah, yes. So I'm just going to walk over and grab a pitcher of water and dump it all over Philip. Cookie, not in the papers. We'll need those. I'm I'm going to assume that the water's coming down either way. Yeah, it's, it's coming. I'm pretty not happy with you. The second that the water hits Philip's head, he is going to rear back. No, it was him. It, it was him. It wasn't me. It was... Who? Um... Out of fucking papers. What? Oh! And he's going to start trying to, like, scrabble to find something to soak up the water on the tracing journal that he was sleeping on. And I'm just going to take the jug, kind of drop it down by my side and just start yelling. I cannot believe that you drugged me, Philip. What is wrong with you? 
I am so mad at you right now. I should kill you. What is wrong with me? What is wrong with you? I took steps to ensure that you would at least get a healing night's sleep. You were despondent. You were beside yourself. I nearly was crushed by Bruno trying to make him feel better. I apologize if I had to take drastic steps in order to ensure that you would both survive the night. That's the last time I'm drinking your stupid British tea. Who wants some coffee? And I just march right off. At which point Sam holds up his thermos. Cookie, I got some right here. Already brewed. Hot. Thanks. I'll grab a cup. (sighs) So, Philip, were you able to figure anything out looking and pouring over these journals last night like you did? Philip, as you look at your desk covered in the journals that are now sopping wet and seeing the ink run and smear. Nope. You can't quite remember garnering any new information from what you read. I believe I had found a stunning recipe for boiled clams that is now forever lost to the annals of time along with anything else in these journals. I'm going to start just flipping through some of these pages, seeing if I can find a name or something. The pages, the journals, are sopping wet. All is lost. Well, now we have a reason to cry, at least. I'm not sorry. I'm not going to say that I'm sorry. You shouldn't have drugged me. I'm just going to... Drink my coffee and never tea again. You deserved it. Maybe you can find something on that stupid projector, but I'm not watching that film again. Phil is going to look down his soaked suit, his soaked desk. Well, I suppose if you won't have any tea, I certainly will have the whole pot to myself. And then I suppose I will look at the projector in full detail and see if there are any other clues that we can garner as the Lost notes of a curator, an adventurer, and all-around paragon of a man have been lost forever. Uh, To excuse me. I'll go take a look myself at this projector. As you come up to the room, Bruno's going to come around the corner, scratching his stomach, just... Coffee. I'm going to put the thermos in his hands. He doesn't even go to get a cup. He just opens it up and starts drinking from the thermos. That's why I handed it to you. I'll work on trying to dry these papers a bit while you go look at the projector. And I am getting a shower. washing all the scum off of me. Behind his glasses, Philip is rolling his eyes. I just keep moving to go look at this projector. It is a 1910 model film projector. It does have the one film on it. You know it works as they've all watched it. They've told you how it made them feel. They've told you bits about what they saw. And there isn't much else just by looking at it that you can tell. I mean, just by standing and looking at the projector. There's not much more you could tell about it. Is there anything specific? I want to look for markings, 
nameplate, something maybe covered in the grime that may have been overmissed because this is supposedly an old and has been in storage for so long. And I'll even look at like the actual movie reel itself, not playing the movie or the film, but like the metal frame of it. Mm-hmm. Looking for maybe a name or whatnot. The projector does have a manufacturer's nameplate. I've put the name. It is French. It has that name. It has uh, 1910. It has the model number of the projector. I believe that's pronounced Pantefer. As far as the actual film reels, it's they're just generic metal film reels. There's no markings. There might be a stamp of a number in there, but nothing that would garner you any information. Looking over to Philip, this was a silent film, right? Well, yes, of course. It's hard to believe that just seeing this would get them torn up like that. And yet, indeed, they both were very affected by it. We have not yet spoken with them about the details of it, because as you can see, he indicates how soaked he is, there's been a visceral response. So we need to talk to the other two now that they've had a chance to wake up, and I need to get from them as to what's what they experienced or what they saw, why they felt the way they did. Yes, I suppose that you do. So I'll walk out and I'll go find Bruno and Cookie. Cookie's finished her shower, so she's back angrily sitting at my desk now, mad at herself. Mad at Philip, especially. Are you in the same place that Bruno is? I'm in the little place with the refrigerator and the sink and the dinette. Yeah, I'm just drinking out of your thermos and brewing another pot of coffee. I'll be walking into the dinette and I'll see you guys both in there. So, Cookie, Bruno... What happened last night? Seriously? We watched that film. I told you last night before Philip drugged us. It was really sad. Then Bruno, I don't know if you remember Bruno, but he had his gun and I think that I think we might have used it. No, just scratches his head, lifts up his pant leg, and looks at the little ankle holster where one would put a derringer. Those motherfuckers. Yeah, it was probably Philip, but we would have killed ourselves, I think. I mean, that film, and it didn't make sense thinking back on it. Uh, it. It wasn't like a an actual film like you've seen. Like you pay the nickel to go see. It was just kind of a series of images that moved slow and made no sense together. It was like a uh, like a scrapbook that you know they don't have every year. It's just here's uh, here's this year, then like three years later, it's just same people just. 
discombobulated. How many people were in the thing? I only remember the two. What about you, Bruno? There was a, uh, some doctor. Yeah, I think the man, I think he was sick. That's what, what made me feel so bad. Okay. So you got three people in there then? A doctor, a guy, and a girl? It's like there was a little girl. It started off and kind of felt like you were looking through the father's eyes, maybe, at his daughter on the beach. And she was happy and you felt good watching it. You felt really happy inside. And then I remember she picked up a stone and stared at us. And then things changed. I think that's when the doctor came in. Do you remember Bruno? He was, uh, the, remember him in a hospital bed and then a doctor. And then for some reason, last night's a little blurry. Probably the drugs, but it felt like we were experiencing all of this through the man's eyes, through the father's eyes. I think. Okay. Now, did Patterson say why we needed to get this thing? No, you were simply told that the Miskatonic University reported an issue with an item. And Patterson directed you to go up, retrieve item, bring it back to secure it. Okay, so job done. We can secure it. Job done. Now cookie. I want to point something out to you real quick. Okay? From your own words, from your own words, you were going to kill yourself last night. Pretty sure Bruno is feeling that same way. And you would have continued to try to kill yourself if you weren't knocked out. Just something to think about. Sounds like somebody saved your life. And Sam's going to turn around and walk out to go and find a place to lock this projector up. And I'm just going to make that angry, strong jaw face. I believe that Philip, once he has completed a cursory inspection of the projector and the film, is going to go find a new suit and freshen himself up and then ring the laundromat in order to have his suits cleaned. When you say of the film, what does that mean? Philip is going to remove the film from the projector, make sure it's all rolled up in its reel, and then he will take a part of that uh, film and just kind of look at the negative for a moment, just kind of squint looking at it, see if what he can see in one frame. Just picks a spot at random holding up the negative to the light and you look at one of the frames, you see the beach. You don't see anybody in this frame. It's just the water. Large rock formations out in the water and the sand. Hmm. I'm not certain what they... Hmm. 
I know there must be something here, but I'm not certain what. Pull more and look at a later one. He is absolutely going to do that. So you pull it up a little bit more. They told you that there was people in this. So you go up a few more frames. In the scene, you do see that of the little girl in the little strawberry blonde pigtails. A big smile on her face in the scene. Again, the same beach. Hmm. Philip just kind of arches an eyebrow. Intriguing. Very well, very well. Hmm. And then he will pull out another notebook, one of his notebooks with a little grease pencil. And he will write notes about the girl, the scene, pigtails, strawberry blonde, beach, rocks, big smile, more question marks. And then he will continue to look down the film reel, cell by cell. So frame by frame, quickly, or like every few frames quickly, or... Every few frames, not precisely quickly, just kind of getting an idea. He'll glance at it. If something has changed, he'll slow it down, write some more notes, and then he'll skip ahead some, just kind of not quite stop motion, a little a little cruder than stop motion. So as you go through that process, it'll take you a while, but you'll start to build up what they all have described. But because you're doing it in this fashion where you're not seeing that all in motion you're kind of just seeing like flashes of it because you're looking at it every few frames you're not getting that full on feeling of depression and sadness that they all got you do get an uneasy feeling but nothing that you can't handle Mm. it's really nothing truly I serve laudanum to plenty of people who cannot sleep at night it's don't understand with the Ah. Philip will write down big block letters Innsmouth Hospital Doctor seeing as if the camera was his eyes question mark question mark question mark and then he will uh, roll that film back up into the reel if they've got a, a case or something or a box to put that in he will put it in the box What's everybody else doing while Philip is going through this film, looking at the light, making notes? I think Cookie and Bruno are just in the little room, just having a quiet, like, a soulful connection. It's like, man, we were in a shitty place. Yeah. I just feel better feeling angry right now, Bruno. I don't think he has anything really to say. I think he just looks and takes the pot of coffee, comes over to the little table and just fills you up and then realizes he's been drinking out of a thermos and goes up, gets himself a cup, and then just sits and has a quiet cup of coffee with you. And that's perfect. You know, you are a good friend there, Bruno. Thanks for going through that with me. And thanks for not shooting me, too, brother. It's, uh... My pleasure. He looks really confused. It's like, maybe he doesn't catch that you're trying to make a joke out of it at the moment because he's still a little in the, the somber mode, but it was like, yeah, I'll, I'll not shoot you again tomorrow. It'll be fine. 
Finn has grabbed towels and is going page by page of the journal, trying to dry each page separately. It's not working out well. Yeah, it's not. Some of those pages are starting to disintegrate and, and whatnot. What's Sam doing? I was headed actually out to go and secure the projector and the film. So I'd presume I'd be walking in on Philip as he's doing his little stop motion thing and getting absorbed in whatever his note taking is. Now, my knowledge of Philip means that he's like into his work and he's like um, engrossed in it and like in his whole other world. Is that right? Oh, that is more than fair. I'll be looking over what he's writing on his notes in his journal and then kind of looking at the film as to what he's doing with my years of experience in glancing at film and glancing at film. I want to see if I can pick anything out of that. Roll me natural world and roll me navigate. It's a beach. It's a coastline. Nothing looks overly familiar to you. There's no like special landmarks that you've seen in your past that would clue you into where it is. Philip, do you write down all the notes, including the the stamp on the hospital gown? So he would have written specifically Innsmouth HOSP dash Innsmouth Cinema dash same town, same time. So, Samuel, yes, as you're looking at the film and reading what he's writing down, you'll see him write down Innsmouth twice. Seeing what little bits I did see or what I did catch, I'd ask, I would just mention, you know, I wonder where that beach is. What's the deal with Innsmouth? Where did you see that? And I'd go over some of that with him. Once Philip is out of his hyperfocus, we'll say, he will uh, go over with Samuel all of the things that have been previously described, various timestamps, vetting what Cookie and Bruno have said about the film, and then remark that the one thing he did remember from those journals that are now destroyed was that this was found in a cinema in Innsmouth. So then I guess we need to talk to Patterson to find out if he wants us to try to investigate where this thing came from to cause this, or if he just wants us to grab it and secure it. Because if all he wanted us to do was grab it and secure it, then we got it. It's done. Well, yes, I would assume so. However, I believe that Agent Patterson will say that we will be taking a trip to Innsmouth to sweet, as I believe you Yanks say. I'm going to go try to find Patterson. At that, the phone in the office uh, rings. Who's going to answer the phone? Uh, I think Finn is probably the closest, so he can answer it. All right. Uh, Derp office, how can I help you? Finn, this is Patterson. Did you get that uh, projector? Did you guys get up to Miskatonic yesterday? Yeah, we picked it up, put it in the interrogation room. Bruno and uh, Cookie watched the film. Not the wisest decision we've made. What happened? They tried to kill themselves. 
super sad film, apparently. I believe that was what was reported when the curator reached out to us. Um, speaking of the curator, I got another call this morning from him. He tells me there are three items missing. Not the projector. Three other items, two books, and a bowl. Do you guys know anything about that? Two books and a bowl. Finn glances over to the uh, really bad Latin poetry book that he stole. Uh, no, I know nothing about it. There's a lot of people there. I'd, um, it wouldn't be too hard to swipe something. You want to roll fast? It'll be silence on the other end. And growing silence, Finn. Is there anything else you'll need? A lot of people there. Finn, you guys are not part of a government agency to go around and pilfer things. So I really hope for your sake, none of you took something. Well, I mean, borrowed to make sure they're not evil magics. Full intention of returning. So now what I'm hearing from you, Finn, is you did take something, but you took it for a good reason because you were trying to make sure you you had suspicions. That's correct. Thank you. Next time I ask you a question, I really would prefer you just be forthcoming with me. It's going to save us a lot of time. Uh, Number two, what were the two books in the ball? Were they suspicious? Are they something to worry about? So, you say two books, but uh, as far as I know, we only took one. Um, the book is um, definitely evil. The worst Latin poetry I've ever read. Although, I haven't read too much, so I can't say it's too bad. Uh, so, it was um, suspicious because of the uh, some of the words were, were little key phrases. And uh, the bowl... We were pretty certain it was like a blood sacrificing bowl or something. But um after talking with Philip about it, it uh it wasn't. Apparently some sort of uh alcohol making device. Uh so I mean, would it be illegal for them to have it in the first place? And oh yeah, there's the ne- necronomicon there. Um Are we sure they should have it? I mean Philip doesn't really trust the curator there. Uh, oh, don't worry about that. We know about that. And the bowl. Um, okay, no. The, and the other book. The other book. You're telling me you guys don't have the other book. I mean, I can yell for them all, see if they know, but... Well, this one, the, the curator called it uh, Darkhold. Darkhold? Hold? Dark cold. No, we we uh he let us borrow that journal of uh, the previous curator, but you know to figure out what the projector was about. But not not a hmm. dark hold, you say? Nah. Yeah, the curator mentioned a book. Uh, like a uh, hold on, hold. Let me check my notes. You'll hear pages flip, and and he'll say uh. Untitled, filigree cover. Did you guys see anything at all? 
Otherwise, I'll call this curator and tell him to look at his own people if you guys are telling me you haven't seen it. I mean, there's lots of books. Uh, should I roll a cult or something on the name, or would it possibly ring a bell? You can roll a cult and see if it does. Not at all. Yeah, I've got... Uh, it's, yeah, he has to check one of his own. Just tell him there's nothing you you don't know. All right, all right. Uh, let's get back to um, this projector. You've got it. You're going to secure it. But as far as what it does, it actually does. It can make you kill yourself, or at least try to, correct? As far as we can tell. I mean, if you really want to see someone cry and get some good blackmail material on it, it's also good for that, too. But yes, um, Bruno took out a Derringer and tried to kill himself. We told him to keep all the guns out, but... Hmm. Yeah, he's he's Bruno. He's Bruno. So any idea where this came from, the origin of it? I, I mean, does this require further investigating or no? Uh, the other lads, um, Sam and Phil, are look, looking at the projector and whatnot. I'm uh, I'm just reviewing the journal notes. So I can get them on the on the, the telly if you want. Just have them uh, give me a call if there's anything important to go over or... You know, anything else uh, that I need to be made aware of? Also, Finn, quit stealing things. I'll stop, yes. A click of the phone. He just hangs up. He is going to try to soothe the savage beast, and meanwhile, as Philip has been released, he is going to scuttle out of the interrogation room like the weasel he is to start preparing tea for two particular people. And by prepare tea, I mean he is going to get his backup bottle of laudanum and spike the tea for these two. You hear the kettle being put on, and Sam, you are... Using charm to try to talk Bruno off the ledge? Yeah. I believe the technical term is is he Zoidbergs out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) And I begin to tell him about how sad the movie was and about the subject of the movie. Do you remember the subject of the movie? Fuck no. I remember there was a dude, a beach... Hospital, little girl. Uh, I feel contractually obligated to mention that neither Finn nor Philip actually know what the content of the movie is because they were watching the watchers. Um, Philip, how long does it take for that to take effect if they're sipping their tea? Well, I'm not up on my laudanum. Uh, I am also not entirely up on my laudanum. However, it is a tincture of opium containing approximately 10% powdered opium by weight, the equivalent of 1% morphine. That was Philip's idea, you say? The drug, yeah, yes. Wait. Did Philip tell anybody that he drugged them? 
Yes, he did. Okay. He told right. me because I asked specifically what was in that tea. Okay. I want to make sure. I wasn't sure if Finn knew. Go on. So I'm just going to walk over and grab a pitcher of water and dump it all over Philip. Uh, not on the not on the notes. All oh, right. Not on the note. And now you're out of the accent. You're screwed with it. Yep. <clears throat> One sec. <laughs> Uh, Cookie, not not on the notes. Not on the notes. Oh, wait. That's the wrong one. Not on the notes. There we go. Uh, Cookie, not on the notes. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are killing me. (laughs) Uh, Cookie, not on the notes. I say perfectly right before and then... Tracing journal, Uh, not notes. Cookie, not on the papers. There you go. Finn glances over to the uh, really bad Latin poetry book that he stole. Uh, no, I know nothing about it. There's a lot of people there. I, um, it wouldn't be too hard to swipe something. You want to roll fast talk? Oh, I probably should, yeah. <clears throat> oh, this is going to be perfect. I know. Oh my mm. god! Yeah! Fumble! <laughs> For those listening to the raw, Finn has rolled a 99 out of 100. On his lie. Yeah, I've got... Uh, yeah, he has to check one of his own. What a memory. Make an intro. Nah, I don't remember that lady. No, nope, you don't into remember me. anything. No, nope, you remember nothing. <laughs> I mean, unless you're telling me you actually do. But I was going to let the dice decide. Um, no, I, I did remember, but I figured it was just such a passing random thing that... It was a passing yeah. random thing. Also, Finn, quit stealing things. I'll stop, yes. A click of the phone. He just hangs up. <sighs> Swell. Why do you lie to your boss? Who doesn't? Wow. Right? That's bullshit. Everybody lies to their boss. Wow. See, maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get a without-a-net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we'd love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.